0: You're listening to the Murphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Murphology Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, a.k.a. Murph, and I am here to give tips and information about group bicycling and bicycle touring with a focus on the Midwest and hopefully provide some entertainment for you as well. Well, I'm sitting here with Dave Wiedemeyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, Murph. How are you? Fine. Good. So, uh, Dave is called Dave, but I only know him as Hacky Jedi, and uh, if we've got a few loyal listeners that listen to Jesco Bike, I interviewed him, um, gosh, was that last year?
1: Two years ago. Two
0: years ago, okay. So there's another uh, great interview out there of you, so people could go tune into it. But really quickly, Hacky Jedi, I met you, well, I started Ragbri in 1997, and I may have met you on my first Ragbri. I don't recall, uh, but I was with a bicycle team called Team Stiff, And you were like this dude who never had your shirt on, and you had the name Hacky Jedi on your back. I think it was in Sharpie, black Sharpie, right? Yeah. So then the next day you would see you, and you'd have like tan lines from the (laughs) Hacky Jedi from the day before. I believe you have the name because you are, or you were, or you still are, a superstar at the Hacky Sack. True. True. So the guys on our team you know, felt like they could... You know, stand up to your skills. So I think you guys all started interacting and playing hacky sack and the rest is history. You're now on the team um, yep. Is that true about hacky Jedi?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's how I got to know uh, like the the guys from Sigourney who started team stuff Yeah, is, is through playing hacky sack with them.
0: Awesome And do you still play like are you in your living room sometime just uh, practicing away?
1: That has been known to happen, yeah. And I I did play yesterday, actually. Really? With a few friends. Yeah, Yeah.
0: which you were at, uh, we're recording this in the end of October, so you were at Iowa State uh, Homecoming because you are an Iowa State alumni.
1: Yeah, and we tailgated and played some hacky for for old time's sake.
0: Cool. And I hate to say this, but I'm just going to say it. Go Hawks.
1: (laughs) You can say that if you want. And I'll, I'll just say, go Cyclones.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect, yeah. Uh, well, with that said, let's get started. Um, the topic today is going to be century rides, which I'm sure everybody knows what a century ride is. But if you don't, it is riding your bike 100 miles in the same day. Yes. Century 100. Yes. So there's that. Well, let's start out by, is it okay if I call you Hacky now? Sure, okay, go ahead. good. Uh, where do you live and what's the cycling culture like there?
1: I live in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Cycling culture is very good. Um, they have uh, a lot of different groups. A lot of the bike shops will have a different ride every night. Oh wow! Uh, or at least you know one week day. Yeah. Each night and each week and and uh, so if you want to do a ride with a group of people, you could do one every night of the week mm-hmm. with different bike shops.
0: And is it mostly road cycling, or is there also a culture of mountain biking, or trail riding, or bike packing?
1: Uh yeah, it's most I'd say mostly road riding, but there are some good mountain biking places, especially out west of St. Louis in the Wildwood area. There's a ski resort out there. It's pretty hilly. Oh, okay. And a lot of people go mountain biking out there. And then not too far away is Pere Marquette State Park, which is in Illinois, mm-hmm. but not very far from like St. Charles. Oh yeah. And um and so there's some good mountain biking there. Um, there's a Castlewood Park where a lot of people go mountain biking mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, there's plenty of places to do that.
0: Awesome. Well, when you're training, because we're going to get into this, but you do an awful lot of century rides. So, you <laughs> can't just um, not train for that sort of event. Maybe you can. No, I, I would recommend training. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 100 miles is a long time to be in the saddle. But do you do most of your training miles on roads or trails or indoor trainer?
1: I, I would say almost all on road. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's an organization down in St. Louis called Trailnet, and every, like a lot of times on, maybe not every weekend, but every other weekend on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, they will have a Trailnet ride somewhere either in like suburban St. Louis or over in Illinois or wherever. And so those can be anywhere from 40 to 60 miles.
0: Oh, that's nice. And, right.
1: And then I'll go do, and they're group rides, and I'll go do those. Um, that'll help keep me in shape.
0: Yeah, it's nice to do group. I mean, I talk about group rides all the time on this podcast, but it's nice because you can kind of gauge your skill set. You know, usually in group rides, there's always somebody faster than you and always somebody slower. So you can, you know, either strive to be up towards the front or be content with where you're at. So, right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, when we talk about century rides, um, gosh, I bet you I've done probably less than five, I think. Maybe if you include RAGBRAI, if I've done those century rides, but anyway, not very many. So how did you get into feeling the need to do them every year?
1: Boy, that's a tough call. It it just started little um, and just kept growing and growing. And it's just, I don't know, for some reason I like doing them. I like the feeling of accomplishment when you cross the finish line. Yeah. Um, and you see it's great being outside for that long amount of time Um, a lot of times it's just great scenery yeah just like being outside and it it just did it did start as a small you know just doing it you know two a year or something like that and then I don't know at some point I remember one time I was at work it was a slow day and I printed out a map of the United States and I got a highlighter out of my desk I started coloring in the states where I had done century rides and I Tacked that up in my cubicle. <laughs> and that made me want to just start doing more and yeah. more until I've, uh, some years I've done 10 in a, in a year.
0: Wow. So. And to look at that map and be like, oh, I've never done one in this state. And then get on the old Google machine and right. I'm sure that you find several century rides. And then it's probably a matter of, you know, scenery, dates that the, it's available. Right. I'm sure there's all kinds of things that go into play. Well, we kind of touched on it, but what is it that you enjoy about riding 100 miles in one day? Like, is it just literally like, I can do this?
1: Well, it, sometimes it is the challenge because there mm-hmm. are some really tough century rides out there to do, especially in the mountainous states. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I like trying to, you know, do the toughest ones just to get that on my bucket or check that off my bucket yeah. list. Um, cause yeah. Those, some of the rides are just so well-known mm-hmm. and so many people have done them and then you want to do them too. And uh, so I've gone off and traveled around the country to go do them.
0: Awesome. Well, I can tell you uh, my limited experience, I kind of crack myself up because, okay, you get your mind around, I'm going to do hundred miles today. You know, it's usually the crack of dawn and I'm not a really good morning person. So I'm already kind of setting myself up like, oh, I'm, I'm up. All right, let's do this. First 25 miles go by. And you're just like, oh, my God, it's like not even eight o'clock and I'm already fourth of the way done. This is awesome. (laughs) And you have like have a sandwich or something. And then the next 25 miles, like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yes, this is great. And then that third section, I'm like crying, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it. And then you kind of get, at least for me, you know, you kind of get your second one like, all right, Murph you're at 75 miles there's no way that you're not going to finish this so i don't know if you go through similar uh emotions
1: oh well i don't know about emotions yeah but I, I would say the last 20 to 25 miles is i really can start wearing you down mentally y- yeah and uh just wondering when it's going to get done
0: right well how many century rides have you done to date
1: to date i've done 128 wow you know, in my lifetime
0: Wow. And on a side note, before we started recording, I showed Hacky a little. <laughs> I got my computer out. I'm sorry, my calculator out, and was like, "Okay, let's just say each of these rides what I say? seventy five dollars yeah. entry fee. I don't that may be way off. But if you've done one hundred and twenty eight century rides and paid those registration fees, You'd have $9,600 in your pocket if you didn't do all those century rides. So then we were dreaming about how great of a bicycle you could have bought with that. Yeah,
1: that would be a really nice bicycle. I know.
0: But then, you know, you probably would weigh 400 pounds because you didn't exercise and you (laughs) wouldn't have any interest in cycling. Yeah, I'm
1: sure I just would have wasted that money on something else. (laughs)
0: Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Okay, here's a fun question because um, I'll tell a story about this but the question is what do you do with all those medals that you win you earn yeah
1: I really don't have that many I think I have a dozen medals uh, and yeah? century rides don't do medals although it's become more popular lately I right I think um usually century rides will have patches or some other souvenir but
0: okay yeah
1: with, with the medals I do have um there I have a coat rack And they're just hanging from the coat rack and so when people walk in you know it's because it's right by the front door right and so when people walk in they see them and
0: it's a a good
1: conversation starter sure
0: uh well my funny story is i think it was rag back when i used to ride the bus out with the team to the start of rag and for those of you who've never done rag i'm sorry i bring it up every episode but it's such a great adventure uh but it's we're talking five six seven hours that we are on a bus driving out to the strata reg break. so it's a long day lots of drinking we you know anyway so hacky shows up one morning wearing i think you're wearing three medals and you didn't acknowledge that you had them on so then people would be like what's up with that you're like oh gosh
1: i forgot i still <laughs> have these on right? i
0: forgot i was wearing these these old things i mean these are heavy <laughs> clanking metal god it was so funny
1: i i do that gag once in a while I'll, yeah. I'll wear it to work and uh and like someone will say well what's that and i'll look down and like what's what, what? And i'm like oh jeez i forgot i still had this on but it's funny you should mention the whatever yeah. century because i just yeah. did that right oh that's
0: awesome <laughs> well do you remember when and where your first century was
1: well, um, oddly enough, it was in Rhode Island, mm. and it was the it was called the flattest century in the East. Oh. and I I knew two guys from Ragbury who were from Connecticut, and I had to go to Long Island for my job. This is back in '97, and I emailed one of these guys and I said, "Hey, um, I'm going to be in, on Long Island for two weeks. Let's get together in the city and have yeah. dinner or drinks or whatever." And, And he replied, um, said, you know, I have a better idea. Uh, We're doing a century ride uh, this weekend. Why don't you come early, bring your bike, and join us? Ah. And so I changed my flight reservation and packed up my bike and flew into Rhode Island, I think it was. and, And I met them the next morning, and we did that ride. And that was my first century back in 97.
0: And then you were hooked.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if I was hooked yet then, oh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was a good time, it was a really nice ride. And uh, you know, and then it just started from there.
0: Let's talk about some of the century rides that you've done. Um, how about, let's see, how about the toughest century ride? Would you describe Ooh,
1: the toughest that I've done, I think was the Triple Bypass in Colorado. Oh. And that's uh like around 120 miles. But and, and a lot of climbing. It was like twelve thousand feet or eleven thousand feet of climbing. I can't remember for sure, but it was really hilly.
0: And it's I'm assuming triple bypass means you go over three mountain passes. Yeah,
1: three mountain passes. Wow. Yeah. And I actually tried. I tried the first time. I tried it. They had the worst weather they ever had had for oh. the ride. It was almost snowing, like wet flakes, um, fall when we got to the top of the first pass and. And they had a rest up there. And then people were just turning around and, and going like back to their bailing? car. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I'd driven all the way to Denver. I'm like, am I going to bail like, <laughs> on this? And I did. And I'm glad I did because it rained all day oh, and all gosh. night long. And then years later, I went back and did it again and actually completed it.
0: Awesome. A coworker of mine, I think, has done the triple bypass. Is there an option to do it Backwards, if yeah. I remember right. Well,
1: yeah, it's um so that you can do go one direction, yeah, um on Saturday and then go back and do it the opposite direction oh. on Sunday.
0: Man.
1: So yeah, that that's tough.
0: That sounds yeah, pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, how about one of the most scenic, centuries?
1: Oh, there's a few there. Um, I would say America's most beautiful ride in mm. um at uh, Lake Tahoe. That okay. was a great ride. I even saw a bear on the oh. side of the road, like ten miles into the ride. There was a bear.
0: Was it Smokey the Bear? Was he like no, no, had his hat on and saying, no. "Don't put your cigarette yeah.
1: out." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I was just so in awe. I couldn't even say anything. There's some bikers behind me, and all I could do was point at the bear, and, <laughs> and then it scared him off, and he went back in the woods.
0: Oh and my gosh! And what was that ride called?
1: America's most beautiful ride.
0: Okay. At so they they know that it's a scenic route. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then um, boy, uh. Taz-Rav West, which is a tour of Swan River Valley. It's in Montana. Okay. And it's a two-day ride, so you get two centuries in on, on that weekend. And that was beautiful. And I saw a moose. We were oh. we were barely out of Missoula, and uh, like six miles into the ride, and there was a moose on the side of the road. So that was cool.
0: Wow. And I've only seen one on TV, but they're huge, aren't they? Uh,
1: Yeah. This one wasn't all that big. It was a young female. And, but still, it was cool seeing a moose. Yeah. And that was just lakes and rivers and it was just a a great ride.
0: Right. Cool. So, uh, you know, when I think of century rides, you know, you're doing it as your own person, like you're responsible for getting yourself from the beginning to the end, but it's definitely a form of group riding because you are paying money to ride the same route with a bunch of people. So I'm going to assume that you, you know, talk to people throughout the day, probably make some friends, maybe see people on different centuries, so tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, that has happened to me. Um, one time I did this ride in Indiana called Amish Land and Lakes ride, and it was a two-day ride, mm. and I remember talking to a couple on that ride, and then a few years later I did Tom Rov here in Iowa, tour of Mississippi River Valley, mm-hmm. and that same couple was doing Tomrov, oh, and I wow. saw them again.
0: Oh, wow. And,
1: um, and there was, uh, I did a ride in Delaware called the Shorefire Century, and at the end of that ride, I was talking to a couple, and we found out we had done the same ride in Maine just a year earlier. Oh, really? Called the Lighthouse Century. Huh. And uh, so yeah, I'm not the only one out there doing, doing. multiple <laughs> century rides all over the place. Uh,
0: would you say there's such a thing as an easy century ride?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I can think of three off the top of my head. There was one in Louisiana. It was fairly flat. It was called the Crescent City Cyclist um, Century. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a little north of uh, New Orleans. Um, I did one in Mississippi called the Natchez Trace Century, and it was very flat. Mm -hmm. And the one I did in Delaware that I just mentioned, the Shore Fire Century, it was very flat. We had tailwinds all day. It It was a perfectly (laughs) beautiful day, and it was a very easy ride.
0: Wow. Uh, You mentioned that you've done, you know, back-to-back centuries where you'll do it over a weekend, but have you ever done more than a century in one day?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, The longest one, I guess, is rain right across Indiana, Mm. and that's a one-day ride, and that's 160 miles.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and
1: that goes across the whole state.
0: How long did that take you? Like, was it dusk to dawn? I'm sorry, dawn to dusk?
1: Yeah, I... I think I started around 6 in the morning and probably f- uh, finished, it, it may have been 6 p.m. It was still light out. Um, yeah. It may have been late. It may have been like 7 or something. But
0: That's a long day. Yeah, it
1: is. But well, it helped. luckily we had some tailwinds that day. And when you do rides like that, you want to get in a draft line. And, sure. Because then you're going faster and it's easier pedaling. And if you can get in a draft line, sure, you might have to pull it once in a while. Sure. But it really helps to try to just go from draft line to draft line between rest stops, and it helps you get across.
0: When you're doing all of these century rides, um, I'm going to guess that you have some good stories, like anything semi-embarrassing maybe (laughs) or funny that you want to share.
1: Well, uh, what first comes to my mind is I did a ride in North Carolina just this last July, and it was called the Hot Dog at 100. Mm. It was in Mars Hill, North Carolina, and it was a very tough ride, and I made it tougher by forgetting to bring my bike sandals. Oh, no. And so I had to ride in my tennis shoes, oh, no. and I didn't have standard pedals. It was my with my little clip-in pedals. Yeah. And uh, I remember this guy who was helping to organize the ride, and he goes, are you sure? He goes, this is a very grueling <laughs> ride. And he goes, maybe you should just do the metric century route. <laughs> And I was like, I did not drive all the way here from St. Louis <laughs> just to do a metric century. So I rode the whole thing. I started early.
0: Oh. I got like an hour
1: before the, the mass start. Yeah. And took off. And um and I ended up being the last one to finish. Oh my And I was cramping up really bad. Um, but I, I didn't walk up any hills like some I saw some people do. And oh, I finished man. it. And I was having foot cramps and leg cramps until like three in the morning that night. I couldn't get any sleep. Uh, but I think they, I will, I've become a legend, I think, at that ride because they will for years be talking about that crazy guy from St. <laughs> Louis who rode the whole thing in tennis shoes. So.
0: Well, you say that, but this has happened to me before where people think that I'm crazy that I'm riding my bike in sandals. So, yeah. And Shimano, I don't, uh, there's other brands, Lake makes them. Um, nash bar made a yeah. sandal but they literally have clips on the bottom so they fit into your pedals and they snap in and uh, i did a ride in wisconsin i believe which you know that's a nice midwest you know you just think people have those as well but everyone was like oh are you afraid that you're gonna like you know get your toe caught in spoke <laughs> because you're wearing a sandal i'm like i don't think i've ever put my toe near my spoke like <laughs> right with a shoe or a sandal, but uh, but you've mentioned the same thing that when you get out of uh, Iowa and Rag country, that people don't know what sandals are.
1: Yeah, I, I I get comments on it every time when I do a ride in some other state. I mean, even in Missouri, I mm-hmm. mean, they they've never seen or heard of them. So it's it's strange that they don't catch on. I yeah. Know. I don't know why they don't. And I just bought some new bike sandals yesterday. Whoa, yesterday! And in, 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 in Ames at, at Bike World, if I can plug them. Yes. Um, yeah. And I and I I don't even need any new ones, but I bought some just because I'm afraid Shimano will decide yeah. to stop manufacturing them.
0: Yeah. Or they keep changing them and yeah right. le- bigger, thicker leather and right. I still would go love to go back to the ones I had in the late '90s. Those the blue, real thin ones. I think a lot of us wore them until they were, I think my foot was sticking through the bottom of it because it like worn them out so thin. But Um, you mentioned Missouri, that's where you live. um, And I have been on some bicycle tours with you, famously known as The Wine Ride, which uh, starts in historic St. Charles. And I don't recall where we turn around
1: we turned around in Augusta. We went as far as Augusta. Okay, and came back.
0: So we we ran into some uh, wineries, some breweries, and of course, the bar that we love so much, Defiance. In, in Defiance. In Defiance, yeah, Missouri. Yeah. But so you've been known to pack up your bike and do overnight rides occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of your time is probably just on your road bike, you know, getting ready for a century. But uh, give us your take on like the Katy Trail and what you know what you like about it.
1: Yeah, the, well, the Katy Trail is just beautiful. And yeah. I think last year I rode from St. Louis all the way to Lee's Summit, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Okay. And uh, so most of that was on the Katy Trail. And it's just a beautiful trail, mm-hmm. a canopy of trees over the trail a lot of, in a lot of places. You know, a lot of times you have the river on one side of the trail and mm-hmm. the sandstone cliffs on the other side of the trail. And yeah. it's just beautiful. And plenty of places to, st- like small towns to stop at along the way. Yep and it's great. It's just beautiful. Yeah,
0: I love it. I've gone, what, three or four times. I haven't gone the last couple years, but beautiful trail, and it, uh, if I remember right, you can figure it out so that you would start at one area, end somewhere, and then take the Amtrak back. Is that true?
1: Yeah, there's some places where you can do that. Like, so I rode all the way, you know, across the state, and I went to lee's summit because there was amtrak station there mm-hmm. and so i could just get on the train and come home yeah uh i think herman is another place you can ride to and get on the train sedalia is another um town along the route and, so there's places to do that
0: and amtrak is very bike friendly like yes. you can take your bike ride on there yeah and...
1: for like ten dollar fee is or something. and
0: i've not not done experienced the amtrak where you're talking about but do they have like a bar car on there you can go uh yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. Well that'd be fun finish <laughs> right. your bike ride and then go have a frosty mug while somebody else gets you back yeah. to where you're going oh that's cool so think about uh, on your bike whether it's a century ride you probably don't have much room for stuff but um, do you pack any luxury items like something you you know you probably don't need but you just pack it anyway
1: well I, I travel very light yeah when I and I don't have the panniers on my side of my bike I just have a small backpack yeah and, you know, is for a four-day four ride, like a weekend on the Katy Trail, across the state, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the only luxury item I pack is my hacky sack.
0: Oh, um. yes. Yeah, you can't leave without that. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and do you upgrade your hacky sack occasionally, or is it the same tried-and-true no. bag that you've I, always oh, had? Oh, I,
1: I upgrade. I got plenty of hacky sacks uh, at home. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Well, what would you say to somebody thinking about doing their first century ride? Like, would you say, don't do it, or would you say... <laughs> get on your bike
1: yeah go do it um you know for like i said earlier you know don't don't do a century ride without having at least i'd say having done a a metric century you Mm -hmm. know 62 miles or something Mm -hmm. at least do that much um and and you know and i i'll go to the y and uh ride the trainer bike if it's winter time Mm -hmm. um to get ready and one thing like like if you're doing a like rag a multi-day ride I always advise people go to the gym and do squats and lunges mm. so that your legs are all stiff and sore mm-hmm. and you're walking funny mm-hmm. for the week or two before Ragbrai mm-hmm. because then when you wake up on you know in the mornings on Ragbrai you're not feeling stiff and sore right. you know, yeah. that part's done and your your legs are ready to just get on and ride and you're not hurting.
0: That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. You should probably do that all year round but Well, meh. yes. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend
1: that too yeah. that, you know if, if if you're crunched for time, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, do you have any bike rides on your horizon like in the next six months or year?
1: Oh, so many rides, so little time, yes, right? I know, I know. Um, yeah, there's plenty I want to do. Um, there's one out in California I'd like to do called the uh, Cool Breeze Centuries in mm. Ventura, California, and it's close, and they have a patch, very good, so that motivates me to do that one. And I've been looking at their website for years, saying maybe next year, yeah. And, and like this year, I said I'm tired of saying maybe next year. So <laughs> right. so I went and did like the Crater Lake Century out in Oregon. Mm. I did the Sequoia Century out in like San Jose, California area, mm-hmm. and I did the Civil War Century out in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Ooh,
0: that's probably pretty cool. Yeah, it actually, was. all of these sound very cool. But yeah. yeah, and did you do your century in Hawaii yet?
1: Yeah, I did that last year. Last year, I did okay. the Honolulu Century last yeah. year, and that was beautiful. Yeah. And we talk about scenic rides. That yeah, was, that was you had a lot of times mountains beautiful mountains on one side of the road and the ocean on the other oh side of the road oh my gosh And it was great
0: and didn't that complete your quest to do a century in every state or are you well, still that was
1: that was my 49th this year oh. i i went in back in july i went to new hampshire and i did the mount washington century in new hampshire and that was my 50th state
0: oh congratulations and, no, thanks yeah yeah cool it, So when we were preparing for this podcast, Hacky sent me a list of century rides. And it isn't, I don't think it's a complete list of every ride you've done, right? No, not a
1: complete list. But
0: the cool thing is, is you categorized it with, here are um, the easiest century rides I've done. Here are the toughest century rides. Here are century rides with cool names. And (laughs) it's so awesome. So I'm going to make a category. Uh, You can go to my website, which is just morphologypodcast.com. And uh, we have to think of a clever name for it. Maybe it can be like Hacky's Corner, Hacky's Century mm-hmm. Corner, or something like we'll that. We'll work on that. And you can uh, look them up. And then, of course, if you're interested in doing them, you can get in your Google machine and find out when the next century ride is in that state. But it's pretty cool. I uh, appreciate that you you know, made that list, which I know that you're probably a, a guy that keeps pretty good stats on all your rides.
1: I do have a spreadsheet of all the rides, century rides I've done anyway. And there are some websites out there for your listeners. There's, it's called bike dot century.com oh. and, and grand fondo com, And so there's, there's websites out there that you can go and yeah. show you century rides by state and yeah. province or whatever.
0: Or if you really want to know what Hacky's doing, you can go to morphologypodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and go to Hacky Century Corner. So yeah. anyway, have you done any century rides outside of the United States?
1: Oh, I did one in Ontario. Okay. And that's the only one I've done. I think now that I've gotten all 50 states done, I, would, yeah. I already know of some century rides in like Quebec and Nova Scotia and Alberta, Prince Edward Island. I'd like to go up and do some of those provinces once, ah. sometime.
0: And you, we should probably say this before we end, but you have mentioned patches a couple times. (laughs) And I would say, not only are you famous for being hacky Jedi with your stellar hacky sack skills, you're also known for your dare I say obsession with patches
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say it's an <laughs> obsession that uh you know it, it's a good souvenir yeah that and once again it just like the metals as people walk and when I'm wearing my denim jacket with the patches yeah it's a good conversation starter
0: oh it's amazing yeah. yeah and you have so many patches you're now putting them on the inside of your jacket right well
1: I actually have a second jacket oh because the first jacket was filled and there's no yeah. room and so I bought a second denim jacket and I'm slowly putting patches on that.
0: We should probably give a shout out to Team Stiff, which is how we met, you and I. Uh, I spent, gosh, probably about 18 years on that team. Um, You probably a few more than that. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, it has been by now.
0: But we host a bike ride in the Johnson County, Lynn County area of Iowa called the stiff Stiff ride ride. and you do patches for it each year yeah and so you start your day with patches pinned all over your jersey (laughs) like and maybe your shorts or your kilt too like
1: at least the jersey yeah Yeah. and as
0: the day goes on you're pedaling away trying to sell those patches but um i love those patches and people talk about them all the time like they, they have a nice theme um i think we're well into 10 years doing stiff ride maybe longer oh, more, yeah more than that yeah a lot more than that. so that's pretty fun yeah so.
1: 20 it's been 20 21 or something
0: like that. maybe you should make the stiff ride like a 100 mile option
1: <laughs> i joked around about having a century loop <laughs> yeah. one year but uh, that was totally a joke yeah,
0: yeah and it's such a it's a very social ride so it'd probably be like you and maybe one other person doing the loop but yeah.
1: i remember, it's, it's strange how those patches have become collector's items yeah. people come do that ride and immediately come up to me and say i want a patch yeah and oh, then yeah. they've been collecting them for years and, yeah and it's funny how it's, i remember when i first joined team stiff and and they were saying hacky you should come up and do the stiff ride next year and i said well i have a policy i only do bike rides that have patches <laughs> yeah. And they were like, fine, Hacky, you're in charge of making a patch next yeah, year. Yeah, make your own patch. <laughs> yeah, so the next year I designed and ordered the patches and, and it started, every, you know, right there.
0: And it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a, a blast. I always love talking to you. And um, I can't say that I'm going to put a century ride on my calendar for 2020, but who knows? Maybe I will. It yeah. yeah. so was a good time. Yeah. Well, thanks, Hacky. Thank you. How about a touring tip? This week, thanks to Hacky Jedi, I'm going to give you a few century rides worth looking into. First off is one of the easiest century rides. This is the Natchez Trace Century Ride. Natchez spelled N A T C H E Z. It will be coming up Saturday, May 2nd, 2020, and registration opens in January. Located in Mississippi, this ride has about 700 riders each year. Highlights include a stretch on the National Scenic Byway. Also, this ride goes through Ross Barnett Reservoir, and of course, quite a few small towns worth spinning through. The Natchez Trace Century Ride starts and ends in Ridgeland, Mississippi, and you can find more information at ridgelandsportsandevents.com. How about one of the toughest century rides? Check out Assault on Mount Mitchell. This ride will be May 18, 2020, and registration is now open. This is an A to B ride from Spartanburg, South Carolina, to the summit at Mount Mitchell in North Carolina. Total vertical ascent is more than 10,000 feet. They're quote, you against the mountain. You can find out more information at theassaults.com. And finally, how about a very scenic century ride? America's most beautiful ride will be June 7, 2020, and registration opens in January. This is a clockwise route around Lake Tahoe, and you will be spinning through both Nevada and California. Now, stops include Emerald Bay, Spooner Junction, and a stop in Truckee, California. There's about 5,000 feet of vertical climb, and if you're not quite ready for a century ride, they also offer a shorter option. For a complete list of Hacky Century Rides, go to morphologypodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Check out morphologypodcast.com to find all kinds of great info and email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate your time today and thanks for tuning in to listen to the Morphology Podcast. I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Heidi Dallaire. There comes a moment in time when you realize that no person, place, or guru has enough power or wisdom to save you. Only you can save you. Be your own guru. Think about it.